Divorce doesn't just affect the parents and children involved. From co-workers and employees to friends, neighbors, and spouses, the toxic fallout of divorce and years of mismanaged conflict can touch us all, all over North Carolina and America, changing the way we approach the world. Ashley Nicole Russell believes in a better way forward. Drawing on her personal and professional experience, Ashley Nicole is changing the conversation around divorce and conflict resolution as a whole. Providing thoughtful insight into this culture of conflict and the statistical effect on children and adults while offering collaborative strategies at home and in the workplace. It's time to find a better way forward, both individually and as a community of people across America, here on Divorce Healthy. Welcome to Divorce Healthy. I started this podcast a little while ago with a monologue, and it was a really good one, and uh, it really went through my opinion of kind of the divorce arena and the best way to handle it and why I had started Divorce Healthy, which was to be able to help people understand that there is a process and there is an option to get through divorce in a way that is not destructive to children and to your life. And that is something that's really, it's been a huge passion of mine and created my mission statement, which was to change how divorce was handled in America. And that statement grew over time. You know, it started with my mission to change divorce in my small town, to my state, to my entire country, because I'm a huge patriot. And I really want to make sure that I save families from the destructive effects of what happens during divorce. I am coming to you today with a monologue, and it is going to be my kind of map to here. And when I wrote the first book, I knew that this chat was coming because I was sharing in the Cure for Divorce Culture, this is the cure for divorce culture, not divorce Divorce, I am not out to attack divorce. I am here to say the culture around divorce has to be fixed for children. And that is because of my personal experience and the experience of many, many, many people around me and that I know. And so I, um, I want to make sure that while we're discussing this, I can be as open and as honest and that I can come back to you and say, okay, I wrote a book and it said this. And so I want to be able to tell you that that is true and that I wasn't full of it and that it is actually the case and that it is actually possible, as I said. And some of that not only has to do with my own clients and with the success of the collaborative divorce arena, but also, you know, with my own life. I mean, because uh, the proof is in the pudding, right? As we say in the South. And so... I wanted to come to you and talk to you about that. So my exact journey, I've spoken about it in pieces throughout the Divorce Healthy podcast. And I think in the book, you get a really big view of what happened. And I think that there are some things that are a little bit unsaid. And then, of course, there's the finished product, right, of me actually moving on and having my own family and curing in the ways that I can, the next generation. And so 
again, this is not out to discuss divorce or marriage uh, or my opinion of anybody getting divorced. Obviously, I'm a divorce attorney. I'm here to help people get through that process in the best way possible, and I'm very dedicated to that. But I have had my own life experiences, and I am divorced, and I am now remarried and just recently had a baby. And that is very um, interesting along my path because throughout this process, due to the toxicity with my parents, I have not had a relationship with them for a while now. And that means that I did get married and have a baby without having communication with my parents. So they're, you know, it's a it's an interesting thing to have parents who are alive and well here on earth and to electively not have them at some of the biggest events of your life for them and you to try to make things as good as possible for everyone. And it's really, really difficult. And it's something that I carry with me. And I wanted people to be able to know about it because I don't want it to happen to anybody else, truly. So this whole mission of mine and this, all of the body of work that I do is because, you know, I find myself to be an incredibly strong person. I've been able to conquer a lot in my life. I've been very successful by all, you know, accounts. And my relationship with my parents is something that I really feel like I fail at a lot. And it's because I'm so triggered by my life, by my childhood. And I know that that happens to a lot of people, and it happens early in my career. It happened to a lot of my clients' children. And I've dealt a lot one-on-one with adult children of divorce. And, you know, they have come to me and they've shared their stories. And and then also just clients who have been through divorce and are through it on the other side have come and shared their stories of what's happened with their children and how things have gone. And the strain that it puts on children and their relationships with their parents and then their relationships with other people thereafter and the rate of divorce for those children and the rate of substance abuse and alcohol abuse and suicide and the rate of suicide for clients through the divorce culture, which is just this very contentious, animosity-riddled culture of yesteryear. And I'm going to keep saying that because we have had phenomenal positive efforts in this arena and things have changed dramatically since the decade ago that I started this. And that's really the timing of why I'm doing this is because I have now been practicing collaborative family law for 10 years. And I started this practice because of what happened during my childhood, not because I have bad parents, but because of the culture that we were all exposed to that led in a domino effect to a lot of destruction of my family basis and my family unit. And that led to a destruction of my sense of self and my sense of security. And I really did climb, you know, from the bottom and come back up to the top. When my parents separated, my mom actually moved to low-income housing. And we lived in low-income housing for a couple of years before my mom met my stepdad, and um, and I call him Father Todd, and he was able to really help us in a lot of ways. My dad always was there, um, you know, supporting me and seeing me every other weekend and on Wednesday nights, but I missed him so much. And, you know, I went from having both of them to to just having him, and and it was a very interesting time. And so, 
I didn't even really realize it was low income housing until just a couple of years ago. And, you know, I knew that, you know, we really did in every way start over and, and move, you know, through life again. And I, you know, felt that a lot with my mom and with the stress just of life and everything that was going on during that time frame. And it's like, we just, you know, never really got back on course a hundred percent. And, uh, there was always just this intense level of conflict between the two sides of my life. And it, it broke down in a way to where, you know, I couldn't share one side of my life with the other and I couldn't discuss happy things at all. I was really, you know, kind of punished if I was excited about the time that I had with the other side. And it was just due to a lot of hurt feelings. You know, no one really wanted to talk about life before that. It's like my life before when everybody was together and they were married and we were all a family unit was dead. And so no one wanted to discuss that. And it was like off limits. And so that meant that like, I was almost ashamed to talk about my own life growing up. And it, you know, they, my parents did have a relationship and it was, I do have some positive memories from that time, but I really wasn't able to just share that with anybody anymore. And and then, you know, trying to move from those types of scenarios to my own relationships, I did end up getting divorced. That's not anything that I'm, you know, necessarily proud of. That also feels like a failure. I didn't, you know, I wasn't able to pick the the right person. He also, his parents were divorced. And, you know, I think we leaning on each other to get through law school and some other things, but not necessarily a, a perfect match. And and so then I moved on and I uh, was single for many, many years and I built and I built and built and built. Um, and I really pursued this mission to change divorce in America. And I have, am very excited about what's happened. I mean, to see divorce go from, you know, only one-sided to where it was really litigation focused to now be able to have so many different options. And the court has mandatory mediation for custody mediation. And so many different states are changing their custody to shared parenting, which is incredible. It just creates an even playing field. It gets rid of the battleground. It, it eliminates the V between the names of parents. It allows them to come together more and to be the same and to be a continuum instead of attachment disorder because you go from one life to a completely new life the next day. And to create that more... Um, you know, balance and stability for children, it really creates a wonderful effect. And now there are all of these adult children of divorce who are committed to not putting their children through what they went through. And again, this is not an intentional thing on our parents. This is just a pendulum that swings over time. This is how we have reform in America is we do it one way and then we see that it doesn't work and we see that it has flaws and then we turn it around and we do it another way. And I think that that is kind of where we're at now and it's what needs to happen. We need to be able to understand that there's been a lot of damage and there are a lot of adult children of divorce now who can stand up and say that. And we've seen with the success of shared parenting laws in states like Kentucky that there's no reason that we shouldn't push forward, that politically, that, you know, every side, this is a nonpartisan issue, every side supports this. And it's 
it's a it's a beautiful thing to say, you know, parents are equal. We are having a huge push for paternity leave. We have a huge push for equal rights for men and women. And I think that that needs to go for the Serena as well. And I think that, you know, in my own childhood, you know, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. So I'm not trying to go rewrite the past. And honestly, I'm very grateful for my life. I'm grateful for my brand new, beautiful daughter. I'm very grateful for my incredibly amazing husband that I got it right on the second time, whose life is incredibly blessed in a lot of ways because of the continuity of his family unit. You know, he comes from a family, a long line of people who just have had the blessing of staying committed and being married. And it's, you know, his mom and all of her siblings have been married for over 50 years. Like, I didn't even know that existed in America. I thought that that was legend, you know, of yesteryear and the past and that, you know, we didn't really, that didn't really exist anymore. But it does. And it produces people and children and families that have a stable foundation of self because family provides that. We've known that for years. And just because you divorce does not mean that you can't have that. It just, it requires one thing, respect. You just have to respect the other person that you had a child with in front of your child. Because when they hear you talk about that person, they internalize it and think about themselves. We all do. That's human nature is to think about ourselves. And so children do it not to be selfish, but because they're just programmed to do that. And they know that they're made genetically from both people. And so they want to be able to understand themselves. And they do that by processing information that you say around them. And also remember that the way that we teach children behavior is by modeling. And if we model behavior that we want to see our children do, if they're in the same situation that we're in, then we're always going to be making the right decision. So that's what I have learned. I'm a new parent. I'm not here to say that I know the ins and the outs of parenting, and this is not a competition of who's a better parent with anybody or anything. I think that this entire journey is incredible. Childbirth is incredible. We need a national holiday for it. It's miraculous. It is beyond miraculous. I can't believe that we don't celebrate it more. It is really amazing, Um, you know, and, and to be able to come back into my businesses with this new, fresh, amazing perspective on life and on what matters and on how important it is. We've seen through this pandemic that we've had recently and through our country being torn apart that it is important to hold on to the people that you love and to show them that you love them. And that really, at the end of the day, the answer to combat issues in your life is with love. It just really is. And I know that that's interesting to say in the divorce arena, but it doesn't mean that you can't get divorced. It just means that when you do it, you got to have respect for the other person. You have to do it for the right reasons. And you have to do it because you're taking care of yourself and you're also going to take care of your children and someone else that you made a vow to through the process. And just be fair. That's what you're doing to take care of them. You're being fair. You're being fair to yourself. You're being fair to everyone around you. Because if you go in it, with a scorched earth approach, how can you not expect the other side to use that level of defense? You go into it 
being amicable. And then you can protect your children and yourself and your future. I don't want your children to not invite you to the wedding. And I don't want your children to not have you there when they have a baby. It's intense. And it's something that we can stop generation to generation. I'm committing to stopping this for the next generation in my family. And I think that everyone who listens to my podcast and who is compassionate about this because, and passionate about this because they've been touched by it or in some way are affiliated with it, need to understand that it's something that we can stop this generation. We can change the laws to shared parenting. It's not keeping anybody from going to court. It's just setting a presumption to create stability. We can change by making a selection ourselves to understand that we're going to be fair, that we're going to use methods that allow and promote peace during our divorce process for us and our children. And we're going to make a commitment that we're going to be as respectful as we can in the process and to each other. Equality in all areas. That's what our country is. And I think that this is, you know, we didn't know until we knew and now we know. So we have a responsibility. We are the generation that has gathered the information, that has done the research, that has the knowledge, that is equipped with what they need in order to be able to change this. It's not anybody's fault. We didn't know what divorce was going to bring about until we had divorce. And now that we have had it in America for this amount of generations, we can analyze it. We can study it. We can see what's happened. We see terrible results. Now we know what to change. It's not that you can't get divorced. You just need to use a different process. You need to be able to understand and make an informed decision whenever you're doing this so that you can know what you're getting yourself and your children into. If you go into a courtroom and litigate, you need to understand what that comes with. You need to do the research or you need to look at the research and see it. We now have it. It's on my website. It's written in blogs a wealth of information. And so it's our responsibility. We have been charged with this to be able to go forward and share this information. It's about awareness. It's about other people knowing so they don't have to go through this. I don't want this for my parents. I don't want it for myself. It's been hard for all of us. I did reach out to them after I had a baby because you can't go through that process and not respect your parents. I mean, the sacrifice that we go through to have children, but also the most amazing reward and feeling that it is and just game-changing perspective on the other side. I needed to let them know about her. I don't want to reflect for her relationship with them, um, but I just have to have lots of boundaries and space so that we can all do this in a way that doesn't affect us. I haven't been a positive you know, level of energy around them either because I'm so triggered by everything. So I'm not, this is not a blame game, but it still has lasting effects. You know, we can't get my wedding back. And I love my husband. He's incredible and he's amazing, you know, and that's something that I'm dedicated to protecting, but I also, you know, wish I could share it with my parents. And I don't want anybody else to have to go through this. I speak to a lot of adult children of divorce that have their own issues. The statistics talk about what happens to adult children of divorce, we now know. And they come to me and they talk about their brokenness and we hear it. We see it on sitcoms and on TV and on movies all the time. What role does a character play that's been divorced? Are they broken at all? 
what role does a child of divorce play when they're talking about that in their script in the sitcom or the movie? What, what role are they playing? They're playing the broken role. We know that this is a reality. We, we now play it out when we're creating our own theater in America and creating sitcoms and creating TV shows and creating what is our version of reality TV um, in a movie, you know, that the play out of that is exactly what we know the divorce culture to be. That's what we're here to do is to change the divorce culture in America. This is something that we can all do. And the way that we do it is we make informed decisions. We influence those around us to make informed decisions. We promote respect. We promote civility during the divorce process, and we stop promoting hostility and animosity and adversity and engaging in it and hyping up the conflict. Because when you hype up the conflict, you're damaging children. Hyping up the conflict damages children. We know that. We know that. We can't keep doing it. I don't want other people to have to experience what I experienced. It has been an amazing journey my life has, and I'm very committed to it. And I was a very strong person to be able to claw my way to get to this point. Anybody who knows me knows the type of personality that I have. But not everybody has that personality, and not everybody can take what they've been through and have what I've been through to be able to get to here and to be able to shoulder that. It's a lot. It is a lot. It is a an incredible amount. And I am happy to have, have made that path, but I don't want people to have to do that. I think that it is a beautiful journey, and I'm glad that I can share it today, but it's not something that if we know that there are ways to fix it, that we shouldn't, that we should ignore that. Just because it's always been done one way doesn't mean that that's the right way. We now know the right way. The right way is to make informed decisions, to try to settle outside of court, to try to talk, speak, understand each other, to be fair, to be respectful to understand the law, to, you know, be transparent. Those things are important in order to be able to get through a collaborative divorce. And we have seen that the effects of collaborative divorce are wonderful in helping people to settle their dispute outside of court. Please do the research. Please look into what's happening, what has happened, what the trends are. The marriage rate in America is the lowest of all of recorded history, lower than the Great Depression and both world wars. I think we all understand the culture of children today is that they're not very committed to the industry of marriage. And what we do know, though, is stabilized family units create stabilized children. So that's something that we want to think about. Do we want to destroy the institution of marriage altogether? I don't think that anybody is fighting for that. I think we're fighting for it to be fair and equal. And I think that that's really important. So I just wanted to come to you today to say I wrote a book saying that you know, it was possible to have a healthy divorce and that it was possible to come out on the other side and it was possible to have a peaceful and happy life. And I am here today to say that I've made it through a couple of milestones lately in getting married and having a baby and that it is amazing what you can do whenever you have awareness and transparency and you have those man-in-the-mirror moments where you look at yourself and your life and your past and what's gotten you to this place and the filters that you have and the, and the things that you've been through and how that jades how you see the world today. And you take a 20,000-foot view and you back up and you try to analyze it and look at how you can become a better person every day. And it's always going to be work and you're always going to be looking at it and committed to it, but it is possible. I legitimately have made it 
you know, from government housing to here today. And it is an incredible blessing, but it's taken a lot of work and it's taken a lot of drive and it's taken a lot of motivation. And I have a beautiful passion that's fueling me and that's to fix divorce in America so that I can make sure that other people don't have to experience what I've experienced. And I appreciate every single one of you being here with me on this journey. It's been incredible. I'm here for you. Please reach out if you need us. Obviously, we do a lot of work with adult children of divorce. So if you are an adult child of divorce and you want to talk about it or look for some resources, we can point you in the right direction. If you are um, in North Carolina, we would be able to help you with your legal issues. But if you're not in North Carolina, obviously, we cannot help you. I do need to make a disclosure that I cannot give you any legal advice. Nothing here can be deemed as legal advice on this podcast and that we are you know, located in the state of North Carolina. So we are bound by the laws of North Carolina and can only practice those laws. And, um, but otherwise we always want to be a wealth of information. And so we do try to share the research that we find and the books that we find and the materials that people can use to make informed decisions. That's what it's about. You are driving a car of life. When you drive a car, you have to look 20 to 30 yards down the road in order to be able to know where you're driving. Then your brain puts it in a place for you to be able to move the vehicle at that place. Think about that. You don't stare at the hood. You don't stare at the lines. You stare down the road. You have to do that. And the way that you do that is you have information. And please, if you're going through a divorce process, if you're thinking about divorce, if you're in the middle of a divorce, look into the state that you're living in. Look into the laws that are being changed. Look into you know, being able to look into out-of-court resources, explore your options, find an attorney that when you sit across from that attorney, you feel like you are your best self, that you are demonstrating integrity because that's what you want to demonstrate for your children. At the end of the day, I'm committed to changing my next generation. I'm committing to making sure that I'm obviously going to make mistakes. We're humans. We always make mistakes, but that I'm going to take each step making sure that when I'm making a decision, I'm doing what I would want my daughter, Chaplin, to be doing if she were put into that position. And I would want to make that decision so that I can model the best thing for her. And in every walk of life, we need to do that. And so it's my commitment. I hope that you will join me. I hope that you will join me on this mission to change how divorce is handled in America. Please reach out if you need anything. We are here to be able to help. And it is possible to divorce healthy. I'm Ashley Nicole Russell. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Divorce Healthy, your guide to mastering conflict resolution at home and in the workplace. To inquire about speaking engagements, purchase your copy of Ashley Nicole's book, The Cure for Divorce Culture, or to schedule your private orientation meeting, head to www.anrlaw.com. You can also find us on social media at ANR Law. Find a better way forward right here on Divorce Healthy.